and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today, we have Ian, the fan favorite, and we are doing the fan favorite segment, email bag, all day long, all pod long. What, what? How do you feel about that, Ian? I'm pretty excited. Are you excited about email bag? Always. We got some great emails this email bag. The email bag has been bursting at the seams. We can't even... Con- like, we had to take a break from podcasting for like three weeks just to process through all of these emails. Sure did. Yeah. And and the and the only... And, like, and the thing is, is like we had so many emails, we had to cull the herd. We had so many great emails from fans. We had to pick the best ones. And a select few emails came to mind because they were signed by people with very strange names and they often spoke in a dialect from the 1690s so i i needed to i wanted to answer these people's questions because i have a few questions of my own for them one are you illuminati are you playing a joke on me that's the second one Mm -hmm. but it could also be part of the first one Third, how do you enjoy ScottCast? <laughs> Is it nice? You guys, none, none of you actually said anything besides the standard greeting. I want to get right to ScottCast email back. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Okay, this one comes from a loyal listener named Valor Vespian. Ves, Ves, no, Valor Vespian. No. This one comes from Valor Vespasian Van Glove. Glaive. Valor Vespasian Van Glaive? Valor Vespasian Van Glaive. Okay, Valor Vespasian Van Glaive. So that's good. And this person had a very interesting question. I, was, I thought it would be good to read. I'm just going to read it. Dear Scott Cast, glory be to Scott Cast. My father had a dog, which he kept a great many years, in which time I had two brothers and one sister that died. And it was observed that this dog, always the day before they died, went about a hundred yards from the house and laid his nose towards the church where they were all buried and howled in a strange, hideous manner for an hour or more at a time. And when my father died, he did the same thing. Now it seems as if this dog has some prophetic, or what you call it, knowledgeable sense in these manners. What do you think? I think your dog is killing your family slowly. It sure seems that way. What? I mean, let's look at the evidence. Lay it out straight. This dog, every time before someone dies, engages in strange cult-like behavior. Between your name being a triple V and my previous thoughts that people in this emailing this podcast were emailing the Illuminati from the Illuminati I'm going to assume that you are in the Illuminati and that your dog is in a counter Illuminati I don't know I feel like if Vespasian was in the Illuminati that she or he would have some some knowledge of these things why would they need to consult with Scott Cast trying to keep up an image yeah it's the Illuminati They, they don't want people to think that they're some all-powerful being 
next door. They just want people to think, oh, that's just Marie doing her laundry. When in reality, the laundry is an intricate series of garments that create a code, that display a secret message for people Mm -hmm. passing by. So who made the observation about the dog? Is this our writer or is this the neighbors and she's trying to cover? It seems like it's this person. It seems like it's Valor Vespasian Valor. It seems like this person understands this dog's going out. Maybe the neighbors are knocking on our door and complaining, but then I think the email would be more about, hey, my dog keeps yelling when my family members die. Why are my neighbors complaining? The, it seems like this, the main thrust of this is that this dog is somehow predicting death. Mm-hmm. And the only way I know how to predict death is to plan it in advance. Maybe your dog's just uh, got that that sense about them. I mean, animals are, they pick up on stuff. That's why we have service pigs who can sense when you're going to have a, uh, what's it called? A seizure. Right? I've seen one of those. Yeah. You, that, uh, what's his name? He's got a name. Yeah. He goes around town in like Detroit, like at PJ's Logger House. He I've seen pretzels. him. He loves pretzels. He's Emily's favorite fan, and he's a pig. He's a little service pig. He can he can he can smell seizures. He can smell anything like that coming on. I wonder how they do that. Like like, I mean, what does a seizure smell like? There's, I guess, there's changes in your body, and they they sense that their sense of smell is pretty. Intense. Is it smell? I mean, I don't know. They they find truffles, and we can't find truffles. So maybe we smell when we are about to have a seizure, but we just, our senses are too dull to, to recognize that. Huh. Or maybe their other senses are like real fucking cool. Yeah. Maybe they do have just a death sense. And maybe humans have just, we're just so afraid of death that as we gain sentience and knowledge, you know, fruit of life kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like Adam and Eve, as we bit into that apple, we gave up our sense of death because to, to analyze it and to feel it as well as an animal does, a wild beast, it would be too much for our psyche to handle. Yeah, could be like a defense mechanism. Yeah, it could be too much for us to process of thinking, executive functioning creatures. Because how many creatures develop this sense? We don't know. Right, because I think what happens is most of the time when a creature evolves their brain to have more executive functioning... Mm-hmm. For the most part, people, uh, not people, but animals, once they evolve that aspect, they they don't have anything to block them from the extreme dread. But because we're evolved from chimps, and chimps are shown to be sociopathic, crazy animals, I think. <laughs> I don't know Aren't they, that. like, can it, don't, chips, don't chimps, like, attack, like, with complete brutal vigor? They'll rip your face off. They'll rip faces but off. But they're social animals. Don't they rip each other's face off? I don't I don't think so. They get very territorial. They're territorial. Right. They're also... They'll rip, they won't, may, not, may not rip the chimp next door's face off, but the chimp on the neighborhood over's face, maybe. Well, that's a different thing, I think. I don't rip my the neighborhood's face off. <laughs> so I would call that... That would mean chimps are sociopathic. I don't know if I agree with that. but You don't know if you agree with the diagnosis. Is that a too specific of a diagnosis? Yeah. What if What if I said chimps were 
wildly untamable. I, I don't think they should be kept in captivity, no. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. They're wild animals. Humans almost too. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is that we evolved from chimps. Yes. We evolved from these crazy lunatic, ah, I'm going to mm-hmm. rip your face off animals. Yeah. And that's why we were able to just like, you know what? I'm going to put away death. We don't need to think about it. But pigs, you know, mm-hmm. they're just... They're just they're just sweet little things. You've never heard of a pig or a hog causing violence. You only hear of them being sweet and starring in movies. They will eat you if you're dead. Right? If that's, you're a that's, corpse and they're like around and they don't have any food, they'll, they'll just, chew you up. That's just circle of life stuff. Yeah. You know, your cat will chew you up if you... If yeah. You... Dog will do it. Face first. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the good stuff, the cheeks. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Very tasty. So and maybe this <clears throat> this dulling of our sense of death that we obtained through whatever uh, evolutionary steps, well, it's protecting us in a way because we don't have to face it, but it's also kind of damaging us because we're, I mean, look at look at what we're doing to the earth. Yeah, we don't really have death is very... all around us. If we had that sense, it would be like terrifying just yeah. being alive. We don't. We we're we're perpetually like teenagers. We're destroying everything around us and not realizing it, and it's okay. We think we're invincible. Yeah, you know, we got Mars, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, does that answer your question, Valor? More than she bargained for. Probably. Here's the next email. Dear ScottCast, glory be to ScottCast, is there still a large part of the world left to discover? What will you hope we find once we do? Sincerely, Jane Fuxlonger. Jane, she wants to know if uh, there's some part of the world left to discover, and I would say no. I think, I think we've discovered pretty much everything. There's a strip mall in every corner. There's a McDonald's every square mile of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the McDonald's, there's roads. So I think there's nothing left to discover in this world, and there's probably no new knowledge left to uncover. And with that said, we're all about to get incredibly bored, and there's going to be a small uprising that's going to spread across the entire world and destroy all progress, and we will start again. So I'll have to disagree with you there. I do agree that we are on the brink of destroying ourselves. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot more to discover if we're we're willing to look. If we're willing to look? Yeah. That's optimistic in a way. It's an optimistic well, way to look at that. Yeah. What's what's left to uncover? Like we have planes, we have smartphones, we have Facebook. What's next? Well, 70% of the earth is covered in water. And the depths of the ocean, we haven't really discovered thoroughly. I mean, we've sent little robots down there, and then they can see like a whole four-foot circumference with their bright lights. But like, we you can't send a person down there, and we haven't really done a good scope of of what's what's in this vast majority of of the Earth. Okay, so you're saying. We still have so much completely uninhabitable hell zones left to discover. Yeah. (laughs) 
cool. Think of what kind of creatures could survive down in those hell zones. Do you think you could put a McDonald's in the Marianas Trench? I'm sure you could. I don't know how you would staff it or run it, but... Submarine. Do you think it would have to be a subway? (laughs) (laughs) So that no one would go. (laughs) (laughs) No one would go to subway. They hired a terrible person to (laughs) represent them and to create their image, didn't they? And their bread tastes like chemicals. Yeah. And it's soggy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Subway. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. You know, if you want to make a sandwich, don't hire someone to make your sandwich for you. It's a sandwich. It's not that complicated. It's two pieces of... um, um, Here's Scott Cast tip. (laughs) Here's how to make a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) You get bread. At least two. If you only have one, you can fold it and make a mini sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and you get some sort of vegetables because you need to always have vegetables. So mm-hmm. you get vegetables like lettuce, um, to, is tomato, vegetable. That's a fruit. You get a fruit. <laughs> get a tomato. Um, get something to make it wet. Yeah, some kind of condiment. Yeah, like uh, mayonnaise. Yep. Or sriracha sauce. Or both. Uh, And maybe some sort of protein, if you will. If you're a vegetarian, some sort of tempeh. If if you're a meditarian, try eating a bird. Like a a turkey, Mm -hmm. chicken, quail, quaaludes. (laughs) (laughs) Quaalude sandwich. Yeah, have a nice quaalude sandwich. <laughs> you'll feel great after. <laughs> I guarantee you. You'll like make sure you you use the freshest lettuce. Make sure your bread is is baked and warm, and make sure you line the entire sandwich with quaaludes. Does that answer your question, Jane Foxlonger? There's all sorts of things to discover after you eat a quaalude sandwich. Yeah, that's 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 right. That's exactly whole, right. The whole world, the I just, whole world is anew. Yeah, you're over here trying to go into the ocean, <laughs> but all you have to do is go to the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's, disclaimer. Don't don't eat a quaalude sandwich. <laughs> also, don't go to the Marianas Trench <laughs> or eat at Subway. Actually, I'm pretty sure you would survive a quaalude sandwich better than. The Marianas Trench or Subway. Is that defamation? I'm not going to argue with that. Is that legal to say something like that? I don't actually mean Subway. I don't think, I honestly think you could survive Subway easier than the Marianas Trench and a Quaalude sandwich. That was a joke (laughs) when I said Subway was worse than a Quaalude sandwich for your health. That was a joke. Dear Scott Cast, glory be to Scott Cast. Why is thunder more frightful in the night? Sincerely, Celestial Tranquility Erickson Zenith. That's a lovely question and a lovely name. It's a wonderful name. Are you Nordic? Celestial Tranquility Erickson Zenith. Kind of a hippie Nordic sandwich name. Yeah. It's like a Viking hippie. Yeah. It's like a hippie that, that is vegetarian, which means... No, no, it's not like hippies. It's like a it's like a Viking who's vegetarian, which means they don't eat red meat. 
Maybe that's what vegetarianism's like for Vikings. I don't know. I thought it would. They'll eat meat, but not, not human meat. Not 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 recorded. <laughs> not 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 in the History Channel specials I've watched. But maybe. Is is there any cannibalism in the Norse legends, like Thor? <clears throat> I'm fairly sure someone ate their own child, but I couldn't tell you who. That might be Greek. Yeah, that sounds pretty Greek. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. For sure, in Norse. What's it called when you eat your own child? Infanticide. Yeah. Well, that's when you kill your own child. But yeah, it's not necess- it's not necessarily that you killed the child. It's just that you eat them. What's that called? We'll have to look that up. Write in to hotforscottcast at gmail dot com with the defin with with a word whose definition is one who eats a baby. You can make it up. Even we just like to hear it. Right. If if it's real, we'll applaud you. If it's not real, but it sounds real, we'll use it and make it real. That's the power of the media. I was told I was in the media the other day. Were you? Yeah. I like uh, I was complaining about some service to a friend of mine, and she was like, "Scott, you're on Scottcast. You are you are a you're a media personality. Use your clout. Get better service." I was thinking to myself, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Have you used your Scott Cast clout lately? I can't say I have. No? No. No? Have you tried to get any free swag? Well, I tried to sign up for Audible. But that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I had done that once before. <laughs> oh, we can't even get an Audible trial for our own co-host. God damn it, which reminds me, www.audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. Sign up and get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial with Amazon Audible. You'll be able to download any book you want. It'll be any subject you want. It'll be great. It's not as great as Scottcast, but it's free, and you get to hear a whole long story. It's a lot of content. It's great. www.audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. So, Celestial... Why is thunder more frightful at night? And I believe it's because you don't have an audible sponsor. You don't have an audible trial to listen to instead of the thunder. Because at night, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit down and wait for something terrible to happen to you? Or do you want to sit down and listen to a delightful story? I feel like uh, that harkens back to topics of Scott Cast's past Oh, like this a... for sure going to be thunderclaps every time you say, I say the word thunder in this episode, <laughs> and you. So if you want to hear, if you want some thunderclap, just say thunder. We need some thunder. Yep, there's there's this clap right there. So I think it's like the contrast we were talking about extremes last time, mm-hmm. sort of. Hopefully, well, we were talking about gray area. We were talking about not extremes, but. Yeah, but when, when you're talking about the gray area. When you yeah. get to the extremes, those contrasts are more uh, abrasive, right? So That's if you right. see thunder in the daytime, it's like it's already kind of light out. It's not that different from what's already happening. Yeah, there's so much hustle and bustle during the day. So much going on. Yeah. It's daytime, so that you don't see the lightning. But when it's pitch black and nobody's outside and it's kind of quiet, and you get that sharp burst of light and that thunder. Right? The crack. It's like a 
holy shit, what's happening? It's like God is punishing you. He's coming for you. Exactly. He's drawing it out in that you better be shaking in your boots. So that's probably why it's so frightening. It could also be frightening because uh, lightning and thunders from, like we said, in the previous answer, Zeus, who ate children. So maybe Zeus is coming after to eat you. It's possible. Or to rape you. Probably that one, actually, given all the stories. He he did kind of a lot of that, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily unconsensual. I think think it was just that uh, he was sneaking around in Athena. And he kept having uh, half-god babies, like Hercules. Yes. So I don't know if it was... I don't know if he forced himself upon the human populace. Or if he was just like... I'm Zeus. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I was Zeus, that's how I'd be picking up ladies. <laughs> I guess we go to the bar. I'm he was Zeus. kind of incognito, though. He wasn't like in God form. Well, yeah, he was, an, he was an eagle. Yeah. Which, of the birds, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle is by far the most attractive, besides maybe the ostrich. Okay. <laughs> What you don't you don't agree? Come on. I mean, I. I what do you think when you th- when you see an ostrich? I couldn't tell you. Don't you just want to climb on that thing's back and? <laughs> <laughs> and have half god, half human babies with it. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. Well, who's like if Zeus is an eagle? Who's the ostrich? Hermes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have have God babies with Hermes, the messenger god. That would make sense because aren't uh, ostriches kind of they're fast? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you get on ostriches, they're, they're they can't fast, fly, like but they're they got large legs, large yeah. muscular, uh, shapely legs. Yeah, it's been good. Next question, Celestial. That was a great question. We hope you, we answered your question. Do you think we answered Celestial's question? I think we did. I think we did too. Okay. This one comes from Adolf Hit, two T's. Dear Scott Cast, glory be to Scott Cast. Why don't moonbeams convey warmth as sunbeams do? Sincerely, Adolf Hit, two T's. So why why don't moonbeams convey warmth as sunbeams do? Well, first off, the moon isn't a fiery ball in the sky. It's just a rock. Yeah. Right. Correct. So if the sun is a fiery ball in the sky and the moon is a rock, what is what do you think is causing the warmth? Its position in the sky? You stupid idiot. Kind <laughs> 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 of hate this guy. Something about him. I just don't quite like him. Mm. I don't know if it's his question, the ignorance, or the fact his name is Adolf Hit. I'm kind of convinced. I'm I'm kind of conditioned by that time and a name to just disregard whatever he's saying. Yeah. By the time I hear Adolf, <laughs> like I will. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm an open-minded guy who's going to give you a last name after mm-hmm. I hear the first name Adolf. If you say like Adolf Schwartz, I'm like, well, okay, sure. Your name's Adolf Schwartz. If it starts with an H, though, you're done. If it starts with a, if it starts with an H and then it continues to a hit, then I'm not staying for the lure. <laughs> you know, I've heard that story. 
but there's no lure. It's it's two T's. It's a hard end. It is a hard end. So it's a, so it's not actually Adolf Hitler. It's just Adolf Hit, or a very bad pseudonym. Could be. I mean, do you think Adolf Hitler was narcissistic enough to create a pseudonym which was just his name without the last syllable? I I couldn't put anything past that man. Right. It seems like every time I open up Wikipedia. There's a new, stupid, crazy, lunatic fact about him. Like, did you know he was a vegetarian? Yeah. You know, there's uh, <laughs> there's some terrible B-movies about, uh, I believe there's some about, like, uh, a Nazi base on the moon. Maybe this is him traveling time and probing Scott Cast for some, some answers about how to make that happen. Are you for sure shitting me? There's B-movies where Adolf Hitler has a moon base? I'm fairly certain. Do you have them? I don't own them, but I could find them. We can find them? I want to watch Adolf Hitler with a moon base. I need to see that movie. Okay, so next Scott cast, we're going to be reviewing Adolf Hitler on the moon. But before we do that, why don't moonbeams convey warmth as sunbeams do? It's because the moon isn't on fire. You think someone who's so used to, you know... Destruction <laughs> would 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 comprehend the the nature of energy and warmth. Yeah, well, he was an artist too. I don't like Scott Cast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Way to reel them in, Scott. <laughs> This guy, he's just, I just, like, this email bag, these people, I mean, there's a lot of them, but none of them seem as authentic You said as, the, as Master Charles, and he hasn't been emailing. He said at the beginning that we picked the best of the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, these people. Here's another email from the email bag from ScottCast. Dear ScottCast, glory be to ScottCast. If I am thinking of committing a serious crime such as murder or adultery, come on! (laughs) But do not personally commit it. Am I guilty of the crime or sin? Dick Handler. Well, Dick, yes. Yes, you are. Because it doesn't matter if you commit the crime. It matters if your heart is evil enough to come up with it. Is that right? Yes. If you have a bad thought, that makes you a bad person. As a therapist, I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what I'm saying, I know you have your opinion, and I know you went to school, all that, but what I'm saying is if you have a bad thought in your head, Hmm. it's probably because you're a bad person. Don't we all have bad thoughts at some point i don't i only have uh thoughts of fruitful productivity and help and kindness and warmth except for that adolf hit (laughs) god i want to just slap him up yeah i'd like to throw him through a window i like to defenestrate adolf hit just because you know it's, it's, it's not even him it's the association i swear doesn't defenestrating someone just seem like fun yeah it does. It is probably the most fun verb that ever existed. And I want to defenestrate. So does, that, does that make us bad? Because it would be fun to throw someone out a window? Yeah. 
what I'm also saying is every human being is evil. Okay. Well, we've, we've touched on that earlier in the show. We're destroying ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thought, Ian. Yeah. Here's here's the thought. When we were cavemen, right? Mm-hmm. We, we lived amongst other species of similar to Homo sapien, right? Yeah. Like Neanderthals, um, other kind of guys. And these people, they all had like speech and art and, and societies and, and relationships. And there was even, you know, interplay and, and, and sexual relationships between the two species. But... The Cro-Magnon species killed all the Neanderthals, murdered them straight up. So what I'm thinking, what's going to happen in the future soon, soon, mark your calendars practically, mm-hmm. is, the, is the sociopaths are all going to bind together into one uh, nation, right? The secret Illuminati kind of nation, and they're going to kill everyone else, and they're going to take over the world. Why? Because they understand the world is currently at an unsustainable pace of resource consumption and degradation. Mm-hmm. And they know the only way for this world to exist further is to drastically reduce the numbers. And the only people willing to do that are sociopaths. So they will come out, kill everyone else, and then there will be a new species of Homo sapiens that are rooted in the evils of the sociopathic mind and its ability to clear house. I don't know if sociopaths are thinking that big picture. You don't? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> well, I wish I didn't go into so much detail. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Why? Like, don't you think like they have like incentive to like, I don't know, get get on a mailing list together? They're able to manipulate others to their own ends, but that's that's kind of where it ends. Like, banding together is not in their skill set, really. Are you saying sociopaths aren't team players? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so Dick Handler, what do you think he is? Um, this guy, he seems to be having a hard time accepting... His personal thoughts of murder and adultery, even though he doesn't commit them. Do you yeah. think he's a sinner or a criminal? Well, he's not a criminal. He's not because, a criminal. Because you, cause just straight up, it's not illegal. Yeah, he can't prosecute thought. Yeah, not yet. Yep. And uh, I don't really believe in sin, so what? whatever. So for you, okay, so <laughs> now it's like, okay, are you a sinner to Scott Cast, right? According to Scott Cast's religious doctrines, are you a sinner? for thinking of adultery and murder. Let me think about that. Yes. Next question. <laughs> no explanation required. <laughs> That's right. Dear Scott Cast, Glory be to Scott Cast, dancing, is it lawful? Sincerely, Ariola Clinton. Dancing, is it lawful? I feel like this person's from the town of Footloose. Could be. That's the only time I've ever seen people question the legality of dancing. At some point in uh, in Ireland, it was unlawful, isn't it? That's why they have the river dance. Is if that? They don't move their tops, because if you were looking through the window, you wouldn't know. It's just all in the legs. Really? That's what that is? I heard that once. I don't know if that's true. I've never heard of that at all in my entire life, but that's fascinating. <laughs> 
I want that to be true, and I want to start river dancing now. Yeah. In front of a window. I'll just be juddering around. It'll be great. Yeah. I think that should be done. Why don't we start a river dancing troupe? Why not? Are you good at river dancing? No. Do you know someone who is? Bronwyn might be. Is Bronwyn good at river dancing? She does Highland dance, which is not an Irish or Scottish thing, but it's... They move their arms? They're, they're close, yeah. Well, I don't want to move my arms. Well, so can I think Bronwyn a lot of the, teach me not to a move lot my of arms? The feet movements maybe are similar, but I'm not sure. We would have to consult with someone. Like Bronwyn? Well, yeah. I don't know if she's an expert either, but she... Okay. She's more experienced than I in okay. that sort of thing. Okay. It's a good starting point. So, your answer to your question, dancing, is it lawful, depends on your jurisdiction. Yeah. Make, check, your, check, your, check your local municipality for details. This is a great email bag. <laughs> this is a great email. I don't like any of these people, but I like their question. I'm glad we're having a good time. This is the last email. Wah, wah. Right. Thunder. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come back into play. <laughs> <laughs> Dear ScottCast, glory be to ScottCast. Is it proper for women to be learned? Signed, Phyllis Hole. I think it is. I think it's. I think it's very important for folks of all genders to be learned. I agree. I prefer my my folks to be learned. Yeah, I don't like to hang out with unlearned folks at all. Yeah. If I did, if I did, if I determine someone to be unlearned in the course of my acquaintanceship with them. I immediately either terminate the friendship or hand them a book. Depends on where they need to be learned. Some people just can't be learned. You think? Well, if they're not willing to be learned. I don't know. That's true. It's, it's It takes willingness. It takes willingness and, and determination and uh, an optimistic spark. Yeah. You can't learn and be pessimistic. This is true. Well, maybe you can actually. Like, you can learn and be pessimistic in the sense that you want to avoid terrible tragedy. Like, you can be pessimistic. Like, oh, this podcast is gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna inspire the sociopaths to finally team up and destroy the whole world. Yeah, I better not do it. <laughs> but if you're pessimistic, you can use that as a driving force to learn. And you can edit the podcast around that and learn how to manipulate speech. Yeah. So environment is an important factor in learning too, right? Yeah, like you want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be distracted. Yeah. So in a place like Hamtramck, do you think it's possible to learn to drive appropriately? No. <laughs> Because because you, you, you're not supposed to drive appropriately in Hamtramck. It's not designed to be drive, driven appropriately in. First off, there's no traffic cops. So it's like, who are you kidding when you stop at that stoplight? Well, there are, but just on the, the service drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just pinching people who don't want to go into the Hamtramck. <laughs> they just patrol the borders. And so... And and there's so many potholes, so many cats. Oh man, potholes! Holy shit! Oh yeah, if if you drive in the alley, 
prepare to have your springs replaced on my way home from work today Mm -hmm. i came up st aubin like by where mcclure's is i don't know if you know that area Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like american axle but mcclure's took over one of their buildings when they like went bankrupt i think yeah and there's this fucking gigantic like it's it's almost a sinkhole yeah there's some there's there's some impressive gulfs and some idiot was speeding down there he's probably going about 40 speed limit is 25 in his like chevy blazer (laughs) and he went fucking airborne through that thing (laughs) oh man it was good i had a good laugh Right, so you can't <laughs> learn to drive properly in Hamtramck because the environment for learning is that of chaos and destruction. Absolutely. You know, Hamtramck is a beautiful town full of beautiful people, and it's one of the best places to live, in my opinion. But it's not the best place to drive. It's one it's, of the worst. It's yeah. kind of a wild west to drive in. Do you see that uh, that's news story? It was a while back, but... Uh... Someone ran into the driving school. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That was uh, one of my favorite things. Right I've into ever the read. building. That's good. Uh, and the thing is, like, I always walk by that. So when I saw yeah. that news article, I was like, "What? What would the odds that I would be sandwiched between a car and their driving school one day, <laughs> just walking about?" And on that day, the odds were slim, but not terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not a large town no and and that guy managed to to, to to veer off the road and hit a driving school was it determined that his his lack of skill was that he needed to go to the driving school or was it that he had uh, he he pulled an ian dixon and had carbon monoxide poisoning and passed out i don't think that was it <laughs> you don't think that was it <laughs> I think it was a skill issue. Okay. Well, he crashed into the right place. Yeah. Do you think they offered him a lesson or did it, or like, do you think they're like, get out? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to deal with you. I think they passed him. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how you drive here. (laughs) Here's your license. Good, sir. Let me give you a hearty handshake. That was the best parking I've ever seen. (laughs) You got the best spot I've ever seen anybody get here. <laughs> you could have took your test on your steering wheel. So, yeah, I think women should be learned. I think everyone should be learned. Yeah, Phyllis Hole. But we shouldn't necessarily judge people if they're not learned. I think we should also judge people if they're not learned. I think we should not only judge people if they're not learned, we should actively point out where they're not learned. We should encourage them to become learned. That's the thing. We'd like, But we, again, if you're in a place like Hamtramck, how are you going to become learned at driving? Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and coming back when you realize that Hamtramck does have rules, and they do have driving rules, but it's not the rules of the road you normally associate with. you you got to know when it's proper to just jank your car up and run run it through 500 potholes at like 30 miles an hour because otherwise you would just be clogging up traffic mm-hmm. you have to know when you can swing around traffic and and you gotta know when you gotta be patient and not hit the hundreds of people walking across the street at a given time 
it's 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 all something you got to play by ear around this town because there's no established hierarchy. There's just rhythm. Driving one hundred and one. Don't run over pedestrians. Yeah, that's the first step, which is surprisingly difficult in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I make it particularly difficult because whenever I walk around the town, I like I walk around so much mm. that I don't have patience for crossing the road and i just do it i just walk right into the road jaywalking around just jaywalking just point a point b i always think about that lesson geometry straight line that's what you want to aim for and Mm -hmm. that's what i do i curve around the building straight line like like an 80 degree angle across the across the road so that it takes me like two full minutes just across the road i don't care I, I'll I'll interrupt traffic just to just to satisfy my own whimsy. Everyone should read a book. Everyone should go to the library. Everyone should not rely on Google. That's a bad thing to rely on because you. What are your thoughts about like where books are going? Do you think there's going to be books in like ten years? Yeah, for sure, it's going to be books in ten years. Yeah, I think people are going to go less and less technology. Actually, I think people are getting tired of it. Like like all the facebook commotion mm-hmm. everyone's finally getting tired of social media if you go on to if you even go on to facebook they increased organic reach for personal posts so like they increased how much like if you go on facebook and you just post a status update they increased how much exposure that gets mm-hmm. but it's still full with fads and what what's going on is that all of this all this commotion around facebook and stuff like that has considerably driven down people people's engagement on the platform people don't use facebook like they used to anymore yeah. people use instagram like they used to use facebook and that's getting on the that's also on the downhill social media is a very difficult game to play right now it's mostly it's mostly scrolling entertainment it's not mm-hmm. really connecting to people like it used to be yeah so I think books will definitely be around in 10 years. In fact, I think more uh, simple technology is going to be around. People aren't going to try to ask everything of every device, like these smartphones and stuff like that. I think people are going to, like I personally have been looking into actually just getting a feature phone, which would just be return to the number pad and QWERTY You're going to have a phone that's actually a phone. Just a fun phone. Yeah, like a phone that, like, if you get angry at somebody, you can throw it at them, and it's fine when you pick it up later. You know? Yeah. A little projectile phone. And it's great. It's a slide-out little QWERTY keyboard, so you can type like that, or you can type with the T959 thing, whatever it's called. You know, when you press the numbers a bunch of times. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are dividing their time with technology a little bit better. I think when the internet came out, it wowed everyone. And mm-hmm. then it got super fast, and that made everyone like, whoa, holy crap, this is addicting and amazing. Yeah. And then it just got out of hand. And then we saw firsthand what it did to the fabric of society. Mm-hmm. It drove everyone nuts. And yeah. And brought out, it brought out all the black and white versus all, and, and it buried the gray in life. Yeah. Because everyone's posting their happiest moments or their saddest moments. Term. Because it gets the most emotional investment and the most fake internet points mm-hmm. and attention. 
and that's what drives the system. So people are going to return to a more to a, to a less intense thing, I believe. I think I think I think the younger generation's going to have a more healthy relationship with technology because they grew up with it. You think so? I do. I th- I think after like after they're going to have their own crisis, believe me. Yeah. But when they like we're recovering from the crisis and we're just taking a step back. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a crisis and they're going to have cuz cuz they 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 intrinsically know what well it's kind of a part of them like they they never yeah. grew up in a time without that. Yeah. And so that social media is like an extension of their their self image. You think? Yeah. Like like from a very young age it's a, it's an extension of their self image. Like cuz we're jaded with it pretty much at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Like I I know I am. Yeah. Like I, I when I post to social media it's mostly just just to make fun. And you don't post at all. I rarely post. Yeah, yeah even when you when even when you have a an amazing episode of Scottcast to promote. <laughs> <laughs> you never do. <laughs> <laughs> You're the marketing guy here. I, yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm, I'm the guy with the fuck. I'm the, I'm I'm Atlas shrugged over here. So <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, so I hope <laughs> books are still around. I like books. We have a collection of books, and we have all all manner of uh, esoteric media. I love esoteric media. I love books. I love esoteric books. Books are great. It's, it's, it, it's, it's something about being able to focus on something. and, and the Having whole, a tangible thing is nice. And, yeah, and the thing in your hand being the whole thing. Yeah. Like when you're holding a phone or, or your tablet or what have you and you have a million books on it and you're and you're thumbing through it, even if you're committed to reading this thing, there's always that that eternity beneath the surface. Like that rabbit hole forever mm-hmm. that you can go into and find more entertainment, different media, more people on Facebook liking you. Ooh, stuff like that. And so hours it's, later it's just it's, weird porn and Shame. Just hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like that's like that's that's when you press back out of the book for me. <laughs> that's my wallpaper. <laughs> Weird porn and shame. So that's how I think it's gonna. That's how I, th- I think it's gonna go down like that. I think I think we're gonna have our own crisis and like we're like because we were the guinea pigs of mm. this. We were the guinea pigs of getting inundated with it. And like wowed by it, like or like like the Model T, yeah. And like the millennials and the like the young kids these days, these are the, they the kids growing up with like, and they get they're getting their hot rods and stuff like that, you know. And they're gonna grow up and they're gonna have fond memories of cars. They're not gonna be like us where we were like, remember when there was a horse and buggy and things were just better. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like, hey, remember when there was a Chevy Bel Air? Yeah, that was cool. And by the time they get to the eighties when they're when the only thing cool was the DeLorean, they'll 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 just they'll just say you know, it was a little bit better back then. It's less better now, but it's a way of life. Let's think about other things, like cocaine. But well no, that's just that that's not the cocaine thing for them, but the but the but the framework of how 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 the thing evolves. Once it becomes a more of a mature settled in 
part of the infrastructure of life, I feel like people will have a healthier drive towards it or drive with it. I we'll hope so. That's an optimistic view. That's the only time I've ever been optimistic on I this know, podcast. So I'm usually like so doom and gloom, all all cast, and now you're like, hey, you know, it's gonna be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my treat for people who made it through this long. <laughs> a little 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 glint of hope for you, huh? Why not? It's exciting. So that's all the email bags we got today. And we got a pretty good amount of good amount of good amount of content. I'd say so. I know that. How'd we do? Like an hour? Yeah. About uh, we're we'll clock in about forty five minutes, something okay. like that. Not bad. Yeah. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> all right. From all of all of us at the production facilities and headquarters in Sunningham, Tramick, Michigan, for two super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, Ian Dixon and I bid thee. Dude.